The Garden Report is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. Garden Report, remote edition. None of us north of the border tonight, uh, but the Celtics were and got a good win here. Uh, are you going to intro me? By my side here. Welcome Thank you. in. Jeez, I was waiting for the intro, dude. My God. This That's game, good. Jimmy. Friday night, Bob. How are we feeling? You're looking good. You got some Thanks. like good lighting over there, or you got the you know what it is? You, you got the contacts in. Yes. Yeah. No glasses. You can see here, those. So. What are those? Uh, there's some some uh, robin's egg blue eyes going on. I think. What do we got over there? <laughs> was it just all natural? But all right, this game, Jimmy. On. I felt like this is one the Celtics easily could have lost. I thought they were going to lose the way it was falling late, mm. and then. They just made three great plays down the stretch uh, for the Porzingis baskets and the decisive Derek White three that showed again this is a different team in crunch time. My biggest takeaway from this game, those two Porzingis buckets in the post, one over two guys, uh, the other uh, tough, you know, long post hook. Those aren't plays you had last year. Rob's not making those. Horford's not making those. No one on the Celtics could have made those last year, but you had outlets on a night where you really couldn't hit the three, where Tatum wasn't there for you. To get inside looks late and win the game. It was, I think, as indicative of any moment yet why you had to make the changes you did over the summer. Just a monster game for Porzingis. 14, 12, 5, 1 with three blocks. This is exactly what you brought him here for. Exactly. And... uh, we keep saying over the last like three games now, we're like, best game they've played, best game they've played. I'm not going to say it was the best game they played collectively. No, they were rough tonight at times. Yeah. But, but I guess what I'm saying is there was a lot of things tonight that you loved and you already brought a few of them up. The way Porzingis contributed, the fact that it wasn't Tatum tonight in the fourth quarter, where it has been in most of these games so far this season, which is a good thing. But the fact that it wasn't tonight and they had players that were able to step up in his absence is something that. Maybe in previous seasons that doesn't happen. Maybe you just get uh, a situation where Tatum forces it more or Jalen Brown you know, forces it a little, little bit more. And we've seen the lack of execution down the stretch in those situations where everybody knows who's getting the ball regardless of how well they're playing. Tonight you had a situation where Porzingis contributing uh, on both ends. Derek White tonight was your fourth quarter guy with that huge, you know, one of many big plays tonight was that three in the, in the corner there. Um, and then you had holiday who was just, again, just being holiday. I think he, I think he's the one who passed it to white on that three, yep. just two way, you know, two ways tonight. And I don't, I don't know what his stat line is the, off the top of my head, 14, 14, eight and five for holiday. Um, that, that's just such a holiday line, right? Yeah. He's uh, had then, steady seven rebounds so far too. Yeah. yeah. And then on, on a night where Tatum goes eight for 22 from the floor, including one of 11 from three. Ooh. Ooh. And you got the win. You got one of those nights and you got the win, you'll take that any day, absolutely any day, regardless of whether it's a, a in-season tournament game or not. That that aside, this was a, a, a really good a really good win for them, the way that they did it. I mean, you, you would have you would have been disappointed if they lost that lead that they had and, and just gave it away, especially with um Siakam picking up three fouls in the first quarter. That that is that is grounds for losing your job, as far as I'm concerned. If you're a coach over there in Toronto, allowing especially that to with the night he had, yeah, he wasn't able yeah. to play much. Still has a great night. Uh, yeah. The Raptors were on the verge of stealing this one. Now they bailed you out with some stupid shots late. 
That Schroeder one was pretty bad. Uh, the other one, don't, is Barnes don't was with your don't with your Schroeder. We're on agenda watch again, folks. We're on agenda watch. Bobby is well. You saw them. I feel even like Siakam's, Schroeder, man. Even Siakam's the one before the Porzing- first Porzingis bucket wasn't great. They just needed something to settle down there, and they couldn't find it. Schroeder three missed. Siakam missed mid range. Mm-hmm. Uh, Schroeder drove and missed, and Poto put that shot back. The one they did make down the stretch to pull uh, head two, but then it was another Schroeder miss and. Barnes did get a great look there. They screwed up defensively, the Celtics did, almost like the bubble play where OG broke loose. But this time it was Scotty Barnes who really hasn't found his three-point shot yet in his career, and he missed that one with a ton of space uh, to Mm -hmm. tie this game potentially there. So uh, they were tough tonight. This is the Raptors team you think of. This is the one I know and love that's going at you in isolation, making tough (laughs) shots, defending hard. They were scrambling everywhere tonight. Now their bench unit kind of stunk. But Siakam was great. Schroeder had his moment early, uh, but kind of faded late. And Siakam, as we mentioned, pretty good there, too. Um, Trent had a couple big buckets, too, three threes. Uh, so you got the better version of this team. Pearl, as well, was really good in this one, I thought. Mm-hmm. The better right. version of this team that basically just folded when you saw them in Boston last week. Uh, the Celtics just rolled all over them. Mm-hmm. But they came out of this game making four straight shots early, had a good first quarter. Fell apart a little bit in the second, but got, got back on their feet for most of that second half and really, ch- ch- you know, challenged you throughout. Yeah. What? So what? What didn't you like in this one? I mean, I you know, because you said it, you know, really wasn't one of their best games, obviously. But I mean, fourth quarter aside, late in that fourth quarter aside, what was it that I guess maybe Toronto was doing well, or that I mean, were they doing something against Tatum, or was it just one of those nights for him? I think the defense wasn't great, especially Tatum and Brown on Siakam. Uh, Porzingis got pushed around by Pirtle at times, a couple offensive rebounds. So your, your individual efforts on defense could have been better. Now, I think you tightened up late when you needed to. You had that nice stop um, by Porzingis on Schroeder in isolation down the stretch of the game there. But uh, for much of the night, I think the defense hurt them. Uh, just some putbacks and ISO scores for Toronto and Again, this is a team that's kind of making some crazy shots and frustrating you. I think if you're the defense, uh, it's not like they were creating great looks for themselves. They're just kind of scrapping out offense down there. But uh, that that's what frustrated me most. Tatum, of course, 11 threes, making one. You don't love the shot selection from him in this one. And he, he hit some tough mid-rangers. It could have been an even worse night for him if he didn't make those. Uh, so this wasn't Tatum's night either. He was. He, um, he had a bad. I thought he had a bad so, shot selection night. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's so, what probably frustrates you most there. Just two assists, two, three turnovers. Other guys had to pick them up here. Unfortunately, that's the kind of team you have. Brown was great. Transition buckets. We'll see what happened with him with the late injury. That's going to be really so, frustrating if you lose him out of this one. But so uh, he had a great like game. Maybe, it looked like. Are we talking maybe like a pulled groin situation? It kind of looked like. Um, yeah, and, the right side gave out on him. It was the listen. Ten seconds left in the the game. It's the freaking floor, Bobby. It's the floor. This isn't the regular floor. So if the NBA wants to have this, you know, in-season tournament and get all funky with the court designs. By the way, I was I spent I think the first twenty minutes trying to change like the color contrast on my TV because I thought (laughs) it was like gray. It was like grayscale or something. Um, Bad color scheme. But if the floors aren't in, aren't in the right condition, 
That is unacceptable. You cannot have guys slipping and sliding all over the floor. If, whether it's because of the paint, whether whatever the reason is, if it's they cold. can't get – I don't know what it is, Bobby, but, <laughs> I mean, you, you're shipping these floors all around and you want to do all this stuff, and then you got one of, the, one of your star players, hopefully not, knock on wood here because um, – it goes without saying how huge that would be if if you were to you know have anything here. But man, that sucked. That was tough to see. And hopefully it's nothing nothing major. You know, maybe just a, a little strain. Hopefully, right in a couple of days, and and it, and it gets better. But I mean, could have been way worse. I mean, it could have been a knee. It could you know if John was here, he'd be calling for the uh, for the knee injury. Depending, on... <laughs> it's even that's a better. joke, everybody. That's a, that's a, that's a joke from a few seasons ago. That's what you that's want. Yeah, exactly. Right. Would have been a clean. No, but. <laughs> yeah, no. And we already mentioned the issue in Dallas. Grant pointed that out the three point line being in the wrong Crazy. place. <laughs> yeah. So here's your second incident. I will say, I obviously got to step Hamstring, on the. Hamstring, groin, could be either of those things. I obviously got to step on the Celtics new oh, floor. And yeah, what'd you think? I didn't get a good feel. I wouldn't for... have touched it. I would not have touched that floor. It's not parquet. I wouldn't have stepped foot on it. <laughs> you wouldn't even step foot on it. Nope. It smelled like Home Depot. It smelled like they just painted it. Like they just got it out of the production line, wherever. <laughs> and we'll welcome in Sherrod here, who oh hell yeah, is joining us here tonight. We're talking hell about the yeah. floor, Sherrod. What's going on, fellas? We were just having floor talk because we we were talking about how Jalen slipped, and I'm blaming this in season tournament. Jimmy, Sherrod. Jimmy. I'm doing it. Was it Let the me... hockey ice? How the hell do you know that, Jimmy? Because I know it's, it's not it's not like it's not like Jalen Jet like if Jimmy, I would probably co-sign with you if that happened in like the first quarter. Yes. He if slipped. freaking happened to that, I would if anyone, if I'm gonna blame anyone, I'm gonna blame the damn ball boys and girls who probably should have swiped that area or should have they're should've the ones that supposed to yeah. though. Usually, you know, usually that's like under the basket type stuff. It doesn't really happen in the middle of the court like that. So yeah. I'm on high alert. I, I want I want a thorough investigation into the quality of the wood and the quality <laughs> of the paint on these new floors. Anyway, Sherrod, um, give us your thoughts on, on this one well, aside I mean, this, from that. Look, this was a good game. I mean, the, the, Toronto is the type of team that if you start looking at the types of, of, of squads you're going to have to go through if you're the Boston Celtics, this is like a first-round playoff type team. Mm-hmm. Uh, the kind of team that's scrappy, they're going to make you work. You're going to get a little bit uncomfortable with some of the year. things they're going to do. Right. They're they're going to make you become a better team as you go along your journey. And you need to get comfortable playing teams like that. And the thing I liked about this game was that the Celtics, I thought, won this one a little bit differently than they've done some other games. <laughs> Down the stretch, we're always talking about Tatum, Tatum, Tatum. And you look what Joe Mazzula was dialing up. They were able to get the switch where Porzingis was matched up against a guard. And what did they do? They went right at it. Got big buckets from him down the stretch. And and to me, it's little tweaks like that that they did not have the luxury of doing a year ago that they do now is why I'm I'm so bullish on this team being the last team Mm -hmm. standing in the NBA. Yeah. And sure, we were talking about one of the things we we said off the top kind of was it wasn't Tatum tonight. He actually had a pretty, pretty rough game. But you had players in that fourth quarter, Porzingis, White, Holiday. Brown had a really good, I thought, a really good fourth quarter. He was aggressive. Guys who stepped up that maybe, well, obviously you wouldn't have seen in previous seasons because Porzingis and, and Holiday weren't on the team. But trying to say is different looks here in the fourth quarter 
than we've seen in previous seasons. And it feels like a team with a little bit more purpose and identity, maybe a little bit more confidence late in games, and they kind of know where to be and what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. And and they, they seem to have this um, – they they're not willing to give in when it's easy to give in. There's some nights where things just aren't going your way. A team's playing really great basketball and they played well enough where you can conceivably say, yeah, they probably deserve to win tonight. And the Celtics are just basically like, hell no. Uh, I know Toronto's played a good game. They've done a lot of good things, but we're still going to come in here and we're going to get this win. And even if they go up a little bit you know, late in the game, we're still going to find a way to get back into the game and eventually take over. Uh, that that shot that Derek White hit from the corner that was set up by the Drew Holiday penetration. I mean, my goodness. I mean, that is just textbook yeah. game winning plays. Uh, Drew could have easily took that shot in the paint, which would have been contested. But rather than do that, he kicks it out to a wide open teammate who just casually knocks down a three ball. Cash. Yeah. Right in that corner. That's, that was I mean, that's this Celtics team is a problem for a lot of teams because they have a lot of different ways they can put you away. Celtics now four and two in the clutch with a plus 37 net rating. I believe that's the second highest in the league. I know. They've been great in these late close games, which have been their problem the last couple of years, Sherrod. And I mentioned before you came on the two Porzingis looks. Those are shots you didn't have on your team last year. The dump off passes to a big who could hit a tough shot over two guys who could hit that leaner over Schroeder with the mismatch and get a two-pointer on a night where you shot pretty poorly from three, especially your best player. This is probably a game where Tatum would have been launching more threes down the stretch mm-hmm. last year and missing them uh, when on a night where he's a 1 of 11 rather than having your big man go inside for two tough buckets there. Score early. This NFL season with FanDuel. You know it's America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. Look, if you're not good at math, you, you even you know that's a good deal. I mean, I'm not good at math, and I, I know that's a good deal. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use, so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and kick off your NFL season. FanDuel. Official partner of the NFL. All right, here we go, folks. Now pay attention to this. 21 plus and present in Massachusetts. Hope is here. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling helpline ma.org or call 800-327-5050. For 24-7 support, play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. Yeah, yeah. And and I I think for Tatum, um, overall, obviously not tonight, but overall this season, he's been a much more efficient player. And I think part of that has to do with the fact that he doesn't feel the pressure to carry this team as much as he has in the past. You know, when things got a little bit squirrely and, and, and maybe, you know, Jalen has like five turnovers, you know, and, and they need someone to get a bucket without turning the ball over. Often he forced the action, but now you've got Derek White who can knock down corner threes. You got Drew Holiday can, that can get you buckets. Porzingis creates mismatch problems, you know, and, and Jalen, you know, when Jalen is, is playing his game, he's obviously a problem for teams. So Tatum, can actually go out and be just 
just play his game and not have to deal with the pressure of making every single shot down a stretch because this team isn't built for that anymore. They don't need him to be that dominant. It's great when he is. And for most nights, he has been really good down the stretch, but they don't need him to carry them for four quarters like that. He can really, in many respects, harness a lot of his his talent for the fourth quarter when they need him most. And they're 2-0 and in the in-season tournament now, Jimmy. I just thought of that, too. You needed this one to keep those Vegas hopes alive. You needed this one. <laughs> I was going to say, Jimmy, he's not talking about you and me. <laughs> no, he's not. Although I might have to go. That's a good reason to go, Shroud. Me and you will go. We'll, we'll share a room. You keep saying you're going to well, go on the no. road, Jimmy. We're That's definitely to see not you. happening. Come That's on, Shroud. We can have, dude, we can have a blast, dude. Uh, me and no, you will get Washburn involved. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, so now we got, oh, definitely not happening. She washed those, those spots. Yeah, no, hey, good for them. 2 0. I don't even know. I don't know what it means, but they're 2 0. I know well, that, like, they got the magic I know that next Nate, Friday. Yeah, I mean, I know that, like, Nathan Knight must be fired up and, like, Keta and, like, all these guys who aren't sniffing the floor. But you think the two way guys get the bonus, too? I hope they do. Sure, why not? Give it to nice. him, right? <laughs> Maybe I mean, Tatum they, would just give him, give him his. Brown, you know, just give it a night. Give it a JD. Yeah. I want to see Cornet. Listen, I want, I want Cornet to get that 500 G's and just. We got to ask Cornet, and I actually Hit am. the club, make it rain 500,000 in one night. Just <laughs> Cornet. That's just a great going. idea, Jimmy. Next time I get my one-on-one with Luke, I'm asking him, what are you doing with the 500K if you win? Oh, will you actually please ask him that? <laughs> that would be it. Great question to ask. You should ask just, every player that, but they'll you don't want to jinx it though. But it would be great. I like their chances right from the start when they put these groups out. Uh, you beat the Raptors here. You who was the first team they beat the Nets, and now you yeah, get yeah. the Magic next Friday. The Sneaky tough game on Black Friday on the road, but two o'clock tip off too. By Why the way, does Black Friday matter? Like, we shopping that morning or something? No, you just ate pounds and anything. pounds of Thanksgiving turkey <laughs> the day before. Tatum's gonna be cold. He was in line at Walmart for six hours, like on Black Friday <laughs> before the game. <laughs> no, you, you had all your Thanksgiving food and drink. You had to the get the TV before. beforehand. Getting on the plane, that who knows when are they gonna fly that afternoon on Thanksgiving, and then yeah, the two time o'clock thing. tip off in no, Orlando. You got to be careful. No turkey. No turkey on Thanksgiving. That that that's gonna t- make you tired and sleepy. Yeah. No, no, no. You know, no. What's parts. their record all time after Thanksgiving? We gotta look for this. That's a that's a really good question. I don't that know. A good question. Believe it or not, I don't know the answer to that off the top of my head. <laughs> but what you gotta you gotta just eat light. No, you know, like easy on the stuffing. You know, don't go back for seconds. I this is this is serious stuff here. There's a lot of money on the line. A lot of money for the guys at the end of the bench. Let's be clear about that. <laughs> for sure. A lot of money for the guys at the end of the bench. For, for the Jalen Browns, the Jason Tatums, the Porzingis of the world, this isn't even lunch money. It's more like snack money. Come on. It's a little bit more than snack. Look at this. Chicken breast and – It's a hell of a night is what it is, Sherrod. It's a hell of a night. For Jimmy Toscano, I agree. It's a hell of a night. <laughs> hell of a night. Chicken breast and broccoli. Thing. That's Which, absolutely- the idea of Jimmy Toscano having half a million dollars to 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 that's I'm a little nervous about that concept. Yeah, I yeah. too, to be completely honest. Yeah. <laughs> so magic next Friday. If you gave it to me all at once, yeah, that'd be a problem. Yes. Yeah. It'd be a problem for sure. I don't trust so myself. I, I, I'm thinking they're going to sweep this this 
playing slate here. You got Magic next Friday, Bulls yeah. the following Tuesday. Who knows who's even on the Bulls at that point? Well, listen, Bobby. Listen, you're basically saying are they fa- are they going to be the favorite in that game? Of course they are. So yeah. Well, I mean, they're going to be a favorite pretty much going forward here. You might be the underdog on the road in, in um, you know, Denver. You might be the underdog in the road, I mean, in Phoenix. Other than that, you really should be a favorite all the way through the rest of this damn season. So, yeah, sure, you can say I think they're going to sweep, but we really have to wait and see which team shows up. Now, for the most part this year, the great uh, the, the great version of this Celtics team has shown up. I have no reason to believe they won't. Ten and two so far. I know, Bobby, you texted us asking if they could – maybe hit the 70 win mark. I think I share the same opinion with John. I think those days are, are no. in the past. I just don't think there's enough. There's nothing worth until I'll say this year, until they make a prize for winning your conference, like a monetary prize, not just home and not just home court. I don't think you'll see those win totals anymore because no, because it's just not worth it. Well, it's not worth it's not worth it because teams have have seen more than their share of teams that just kind of steamroll through the regular season, play their asses off night in night out, and they get to the playoffs and there's nothing left in the tank or there's very little in the tank when they get to the conference finals if they get that far. Uh, so teams are much more in line with thinking let's just win consistently, but we're not going to go all out every single night to win because. Over time, it just takes it takes a little bit of something away from you. The Celtics, I think, are doing it exactly the way you're supposed to, to go about this. I mean, their core guys are playing, you know, good minutes, but they're starting to – the last, I'd say, two or three games, you know, Joe Mazzula is doing what he has to do to win without, frankly, killing his guys in the process. You know, Tatum's yeah, not I the like days – yeah, Tatum's not playing like 38, 39, 40 minutes in, in jail. And those guys are playing what I think are superstar type minutes without having to carry the load damn near all game. Uh, and so and so I think it's going to pay off for them come playoff time because I think they will be a little bit more fresher than we've seen them come playoff times in the past couple of years. And you know what, Sherrod? And Bobby, you, you mentioned this, I think, in a text. Who A player that's helping them with the minutes right now House Houser. South. House South. The bench is coming around, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Last Houser. game, you get those performances from Horford and Banton and Mihailuk and Hauser. And tonight, I thought it happened again. You were pretty flat in this first quarter. Uh, I think the final score there was 32-26 Toronto. And then you mm-hmm. come out mostly with the bench in the second quarter and win 39-17. The final plus minus is on those guys. Hauser p- plus eight. Pritchard plus eleven. You had slight minuses from uh, Horf, uh, my slight minus from Horford, but uh, you'll take plus eleven from Pritchard. He had the nice offensive rebound that uh, set up a three pointer. Hauser three more threes tonight. I texted yeah. you during the game, Jimmy. He might average ten points a game this year, which yeah, that's what you know, doesn't sound up. super impressive, but no, for him, you know, another nice bench step for like him. that. Yeah, considering absolutely. the considering the kind of offensive firepower this team has, to get ten points tonight from Sam Hauser is impressive. Yeah, um, it's it's really impressive. When you, I mean, Jalen Brown and Tatum, more likely than not, are going to be like top ten, top fifteen scorers in the league. Uh, then you got Porzingis who's going to put up good numbers, and you got Drew Holiday's going to give you you know low to mid teens. And then to get another double digit performance outside of those four, mm-hmm. that's that's pretty damn impressive. And yeah, we didn't even talk about Derek White. Yeah, when we're talking about the bench, though, I 
I somewhat agree with DJ Daniel here in the comments. Bench was just Hauser hitting threes. They do need, they still do need more regularly from their bench, but I'll take this start with Hauser. What is this? This is an old Xanis take <laughs> on the, oh, on, wow. the uh, on the lower third here. Bobby. Damn. Wow. Wow. Doing Xanis dirty right now. Jay Z isn't here to defend himself. Jay Z yeah, is not here to defend himself, and and I I, I can't see Jimmy Toscano powering up the Boomer Rage uh, no. tonight. It's no. just not in you tonight. No. Hey, I already lost one of mine too with the holiday bench thing. So, <laughs> well, yeah, you lost that one fast here. Yeah, that was bad, Bobby. That was, that was bad. That one's hard to come back from, to be honest, Bob. Holiday had another but, good one tonight. How's it um, keeps it going? And he's it's important. I mean, you even saw at times in this game. Them having to account for him. He's actually drawing defenses out to him, which was the biggest problem earlier in the year with that bench unit. When they were really struggling and he was off to a slump to start the year, they'd play off these guys. doesn't matter if Pritchard and Hauser are known as shooters. They'd still be in the lane trying to put some extra bodies in there against Tatum and the others. And that yeah, was causing I, some turnovers for those guys and other issues for the offense. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought Sam, you know, low-key did a – Pretty solid job defensively, I thought tonight. I mean, and it's it's not even about blocks and steals. It's about moving your feet, keeping keeping yourself between the basket and the shooter. I thought he did a good job of just not allowing the the Raptors to turn the corner when they wanted to, uh, when they would get that switch and they would try to go at him and and being able to either keep himself between himself and the basket or leading them towards where the help was and, and forcing them to just reset, which takes time off the shot clock. And, and which is a good thing when you're playing defense. So Sam is, is, is by no means am I looking at him as a really elite two way player, but he's doing enough defensively that he's not a liability. I think at that end of the floor. And if he's knocking down shots, which we obviously know is a big part of why he's on the floor to begin with, that's what you, if you're the Celtics, that's exactly what you need. I mean, in a perfect world, he's he would be Kyle Korver 2.0, a uh, guy that's a deadly shooter, yeah. does enough good things defensively to where you can play him out there and not feel as though you. Kyle got Korver to. was a killer, man. Yeah, he was a, he was a, he was a sniper. But the thing about Kyle, people forget and, and or didn't pay as much attention to. He did a good enough job defensively where teams stopped making a point of trying to go at him and they just ran their normal offense uh, because they knew that it just wasn't going to work. Uh, or it was going to take them so far away from what they wanted to do that it became a detrimental thing, even if it worked once out of six, seven tries. Uh, at that point, it's, it's, it just doesn't make sense. So uh, I think Sam is trending in that direction uh, because if, if he becomes the second coming of Kyle Corver, which I think he has the potential to be, you're feeling really good about yourself for the Celtics because that's like your sixth or seventh option we're talking about. So. <laughs> Some fans think he's the second coming of uh, someone else, but that's it. He's he, the Lord and Savior. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh boy! But hey, who are we to say? Who are we to say? He's been great, and I said this. I don't know if you guys have any. The Lord names shows up in mysterious ways, Bobby. I said this, and uh, I actually asked Bob Ryan this because I thought he might have an answer. Did he? Is this the best second round undrafted fine that the Celtics have ever had? I mean, he's in that conversation now. 
I found so you got Glenn Davis, Leon Poe. You can throw way back to like Danny in the second round, but that's a different era. Like if we're talking modern history with the Celtics, you really haven't had a lot of great second round picks, uh, undrafted rookies who have made impacts on this team. And he's now the staple 10 point a game, three point shooting threat off your bench, undrafted. It's been impressive. Undrafted. Yeah. Try Googling right now. Undrafted Celtics. What's he finding? <laughs> I just I, – I, I, I keep going the, – the, Bobby already told – already mentioned the one guy that automatically came yeah. to mind. Did that, Bob Ryan that, have an answer or no? I mean, when, no. when you said – when you said, you know, our, our good friend from Cal, um, you know, was, was on the championship team, split time with Glenn Davis in, 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 the, in, in the front Leon court. Pub. Oh. Leon was the Leon to me was was the guy. I mean, Leon, Leon oh. was just He's an awesome. absolute badass. The man I mean, tore his ACL and kept playing. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> they don't I mean, make him like me, that anymore. They don't. They don't. That's they why. Make to a me, nail I mean, out there. They're they're gonna miss a couple games. Now. I mean, Sam Sam has been really good. Don't get me wrong, but Leon helped them win a chip. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. until yeah. Sam. Until, until, Bobby's yeah. googling Leon Parr now. He's like who? Well, put some respect on Leon's name. Hey, I, I see him around the team a lot. He's 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 yeah. part of the organization. Not to mention, and I remember, he I remember seeing him. Story too. Right. Yeah. Just, was homeless. Just, yeah. Just, he's just like his... one of like ten. Dino Raja oh. was a second round pick. You want to go back to eighty nine? Oh, Dino Raja! Everybody drink. Oh. Everybody drink, <laughs> Dino. <laughs> Salud, I mean, he's Dino. in the mix with these guys, isn't he? You're right, Shrod. If he wants to be in that Poe category. You gotta you do it chip. in the playoffs and in the talk about second you know, rounders or undrafted guys. Both of them, because honestly, Glenn you look Davis, at the second big round picks. Baby, I put Poe ahead of Big Baby though. Big Baby won you a chip too. Yeah, but but Leon, oof, Leon was just every time Leon got on the floor, he was just tough. We'd, um, we'd have we'd have um we'd have Big Baby. Semi anybody? Person, but I have a feeling we won't be seeing him. Excuse me, Semi Ojale. Yeah, no, he, he ain't gonna. I love Sammy, but he, he, thanks for no thanks. Yeah, thanks, thanks for your contributions. Yeah, Kadeem Allen, Jabari Bird, Abdel Nader. I mean, you really haven't had many second round undrafted guys come through and hit Jordan Mickey. Um, Oof, a lot of promise. So there. I was so wrong about Jordan. <laughs> a lot Mickey. of promise was, there. LSU. I was so wrong about that dude. I thought that was gonna be the second. Chris round Joseph Sherrod. My Syracuse guy never quite. Etwan Moore, he had a decent career. Nine Actually, he was probably the one that they 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 traded him away in order to get Courtney Lee. Yeah, um, and that was I'm not I who is this? I wasn't. I didn't feel great Moore. about that then. Oh, Etwan Moore had an um, unreal career actually. The, the dude was in the league yeah, for like Boston, 10, like ten eleven years. Yeah, no, not in Nebraska, but he went on to play for a long time in Orlando. And he was in New Orleans near the end there. So he, yeah. Yeah, he was a good player. Him and he was a good player. They drafted him in Jawan Johnson, who didn't quite pan out. <laughs> Jawan lasted what guys. one year? I think. Yeah, Johnson lasted like a season. He went in the he went in the Courtney Lee trade. Yeah, his his best days were overseas, though. Yeah, they will, by default. They have. he spent like like a decade or so overseas. Yeah, yeah. Damn. Trying to find if anyone else thinks of some names, throw them out there, but. I think House is in this mix already. You haven't it's had too many soon, of these Bobby. guys it's over the small sample just, sizes in the in the flesh right here, folks. There you haven't Bobby's had many of these sizes. guys, period, though, Jimmy. 
No, you're right. He is contributing at a rate at a rate. He's on a trajectory to end up as <laughs> one of the best second round better, slash undef- yeah. undrafted Celtics players for sure. Yeah, he's he's on track yeah. for that. But you're but Jimmy's right though. The sample size is too damn small. He's basically had what what amounts to like a good month. You had Struess. Could have been him. But I don't know about that. I mean, he look he looks great on another team, but I don't know if that would have happened here. Yeah, that's I a just, good point. And that's the other thing, right? Like, it's tough for these guys to break through on what's mostly been a great team over the years. Uh, yeah. You you don't usually play those kind of guys if you have a deep team or a winning team. And fortunately, this team for Hauser's thin enough where they've needed him to be a consistent night-to-night guy. I mean, that's not really who he was last year. He'd show up in certain spots if they needed it. But you had Brogdon, you had... Pritchard at moments you had other guys who were in that mix in front of him there he ended up playing a lot of games but not big consistent minutes like he is night to night this year and the consistency has been pretty impressive but as you said Jimmy is is this all your bench scoring right here because Pritchard has struggled from an offensive standpoint uh, Cornette's not giving you much there on most nights unless it's Wednesday against the Sixers uh, and Horford's just starting to get going. That was another good thing from this one, if we want to get off house. It was Horford starting to find his groove, goes back to the bench, still goes four or five with three threes, four rebounds, two assists, uh, 11 points off the bench. If he's going to get into this groove now, that's going to be another nice uh, thing to have off the bench here, him hitting threes and making key plays down the stretch. And they were big shots that he made, too, down the stretch. I mean, they really needed – someone not named Tatum or Jalen Brown to kind of deliver in that moment. And Al stepped up. That's going to have to be his role, I think, going forward. I mean, he's not going to get a ton of shot attempts, but he's got to be very tactical in the ones that he knocks down. I got, and I think more nights than not, they're going to need him in the second half to make big shots. Uh, it doesn't have to be game winning shots, but like if, if, you know, the opponent's on like a 10 to run and the lead is down to a point, Al needs to, if Al's wide open in the corner, he's got to knock that shot down. Um, he needs to be a situational shot maker for them. Uh, and I, and I thought he did that tonight. I thought he made all the big shots that they absolutely needed when he had an opportunity to make them. Uh, and that has to be part of his profile going forward. You impressed, Jimmy? With Al? Yeah. Yeah, I just had to do some quick emergency research. I Justin Quinn, great. They have they have a a great podcast on CLNS. He texted me and said Leon Poe technically was drafted by the Denver Nuggets. So we're gonna go there, are we? <laughs> yeah, but the Celtics got his rights right, though on draft night. night. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm giving it to the Celtics. I'm giving it to the Celtics. That's so, sorry, Justin. Thank you for watching though. Yeah, those yeah, those trades can get tricky. Those, those guys are over. Those guys are great over at uh, Celtics. Lab. I think the same thing was true of Big Baby. I, I think they got his his rights on draft night. He was so, in the uh, he was in the Ray Allen in the Ray Allen trade, trade, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. yeah, and you know you pick those guys technically if the trades agreed upon on draft night. Or Anyways, just... sorry, Al Horford. Yeah, we talked a lot about him. Was it last game, Bobby? Yeah, yeah, when he started, and um. We said, did he have yeah, to have? Really. Did he have to start to have nights like this? And tonight showed maybe not. Oh, that's that is a that is a hit to your uh, to your stance on on Horford and Holiday switcheroo. So that was that was a tough one. Bob Bobby was pumping it up last game, but I mean, listen, good for Al. I think that listen, he's a professional. It's going to take him. This is an adjustment for him, right, Gerard? I mean, going from a starter all your career 
to a different role, same player. And really you, you want to, they want the same things from you out there, but there's probably a different way that you get there and a different, you know, like, like you said before, Bobby, you're coming into the game at a point where the pace has already been dictated to a certain extent, the energy's there and your job is to sort of keep it going or, or if you need to, I guess. Make some hustle plays. Yeah. Yeah. Make some hustle. If it's off to the wrong start, then you want to switch things up. So it's, it's a different mentality coming in as a, as a reserve. And I would not be surprised if Al, if Al just needed a little bit of time to just get used to that um, situation. Well, look who he's out there with in the fourth where he hit those two threes. It's holiday Porzingis. Tatum Brown, I believe, at that point. So he's yeah. he's out there with those starters effectively at that point. And that's what we've said, I think, is you know, it doesn't really matter who starts. It's finding the right combinations throughout the flow of the game. And they were able to get a nice double big look there early in the fourth quarter that uh, kept them in the game uh, as the Raptors kept making shots there. So that's the key, I think, for Missoula is figuring out the spots where you put Porford to have the most success. Because that starting lineup's tough to break up right now, the way they've played to begin the year. Yeah, and and I, I think Joe is doing a good job of of doing just that, figuring out the right combinations. Uh, and and I, I thought that would be the biggest challenge he would have this year, to be candid with you, because you literally have six, seven guys that are talented enough to start for you. Uh, and obviously, you can only put five out there at a time. And the thing about Al, though, why it made sense for him to come off the bench is because he's a veteran. He is one of those guys who knows how to get in where he fits in. And so it just, it, to me, it wasn't a matter of if he'd figure it out, which is a matter of when. And, and so it looks as though he's turning the corner of, of really understanding how he can impact winning for this team. Because Al can play. He's still got enough in the tank to where he's serviceable. He can do some things. He can help you win. But how can you maximize that quality? In him, and I, I think Joe Mazzula, I think he's he's doing a pretty good job of getting the most that you can get out of Al at this point in Al's career. I was gonna say this isn't like that crazy an update. It's just that Jalen Brown told Joe Mazzula that he was okay after he lost his footing during the sideline inbounds. That was when he was out there in the court. Then he walked back to the bench gingerly. That was from Tom Giles of NBC Sports. Now we don't know anything since, um, but uh, I guess initially. When the injury occurred, Jalen Brown thought he was okay. So we'll take that until we can hear anything else. I'm sure Joe has spoke since, although um, I'm not sure um, if we have any of that footage or any of that sound. Um, it will. We have Amit on the lookout for any Jalen Brown updates, so he will let us know. Um, so. Yep, and he had a good night. That. Nice Jalen night. Lefty finishes in transition. Tough baskets. Uh, he's finding his footing in this offense after a slow start for it overall tonight. And they only score 108. So you're kind of stuck in the mud with that Raptors style on the road against a tough crowd up there. So uh, this was a tough game for everybody. And to have tough shot makers like Brown, like Porzingis late and Horford hitting those threes, White hitting the three late. You need that with Tatum struggling here. So <laughs> Again, Joe said it, you can win multiple ways, and tonight was another unique way, I felt like, to win uh, against a team that gave you a lot of trouble here. Um, Joe Mazzulla saying, this is from Amit, it was the first time all year we weren't the best version of ourselves. It was good we were able to mm. go through that. And that's how I felt, Jimmy. I didn't like how they played for yeah. much of the game tonight. You're 38% in the first, floating right around 40% in the second and third. 
And then you were under 40% until very late in that fourth quarter. I did not like the way they were executing offensively until those last three key possessions there. You hit a shot here or there that kept you in it, but then you really needed to execute late, and you did. And you mentioned it, Jimmy, Holiday assisting all three of those uh, pivotal baskets in the final two minutes. Yeah. You kind of have to compartmentalize this game a little bit because yeah, there were some things that you didn't like. And you mentioned them earlier, Bobby, a lot of it had to do with defense. And we talked about Tatum maybe forcing it a little too much tonight and shooters are going to do that. Very rarely is a, is a first team all NBA guy just going to say, Oh, I'm not going to shoot it tonight. He's going to try to shoot, shoot his way out of things. Um, but in that fourth quarter, they could have gone one of two ways. They could have continued to let Toronto go on a run and they could have, you know, faded off into the night or they, they came back the way they did. And again, it's a lot of that had to do with Porzingis. We talked about him a little bit, um, but just his presence out there alone, you know, just being able to go to a guy like that, a seven plus foot footer um, who is coordinated, you know, it's rare, right. To, to be able to be that in tune with your, with your body at that size. I mean, he really is pretty smooth out there for a big man. And um, it's just an option that you just haven't had. And again, not to, not to, beat it over the head but that's there's it's it's not even close to what it was like when rob williams was out there they're just they're, they're just injuries aside rob williams was just not the offensively tuned player he will never come close to what porzingis is uh, on that end defensively sure but offensively uh you're really missing a lot there so to have porzingis on both both sides but specifically on that offensive side just allows you to do so much more and i know we get the holiday graphic up here and I don't need to go on, go on and on about holiday. I think I've made it pretty clear um, how I feel about him. And, and again, this is just a holiday line, eight rebounds, five assists. I mean, you probably would have had more than that. And there you go with Porzingis. So Bobby's making me chase his lower <laughs> thirds right now. <laughs> but <laughs> One turnover too for holiday. You love to see that on a night where. Absolutely. I mean, dude, holiday and white are like, they are the best guard combo. They have to be the best guard combo. Defensively, 100%. Yep. And I've said this before. If you're an opposing team and you see the Celtics on your schedule, if you're a guard on the opposing team, you're shaking your head in disgust. Like, I do not feel like dealing with these guys for 35 minutes, 40 minutes a game. They're just hounding me. Yeah. Sure I mean, it, that's just. Well, they're problematic for you at both ends of the floor, which is something you can't say for backcourts as a tandem. They can score right. the ball. Off the they can, they shoot. can hit the three ball. They can shoot. They can rebound. They can defend. They can pass. They can make plays in the clutch. I mean, and we're talking about guys who, at best, are maybe your third and fourth options, who can do literally everything you potentially want your backcourt to do. Uh, when it matters, at the beginning of the game, end of the game, middle of the game, they have that ability. And that is a luxury that if you start looking closely at, around the NBA – no one really has it that good where you've got guys that are experienced that have been through some things who and are still in position where they're not exactly at the end of the rope in their careers. Uh, they still have some room to get a little bit better. Drew obviously is a little bit closer to that end than, than Derek, but Drew's still arguably the best on ball defender made all the big plays, whether it was scoring the ball tonight, whether it was getting guys, uh, you know, the ball in rhythm where they can make plays, whether it was defending and cutting off driving lanes when guys tried to get past him. This is as complete a backcourt tandem as you can possibly envision having in the NBA. 
Yeah, if, we got a we got a we got a switch for a second. Ahmed just sent us a, a quote from Jalen about tonight. He said he may have hurt his groin when he slipped and fell on the in-season tournament court, and he is not happy about it. Quote: The floor was unacceptable. Guys were slipping all over the place. There you go. That's what I needed. Yeah, that that's that was from Adam Simmelback on Twitter. What do you mean? That's what you needed. That's what I said was happening. Jimmy, <laughs> you said that because that was that was Jimmy Toscano, Jimmy Buck is speaking out of the heart. That was your opinion. Taylor is speaking from the groin. Was, I want to hear from the that groin. Was speaking from my eyeballs watching the game <laughs> and seeing these guys. I'd rather like a hear sure I like, I want to hear from the from the horse's mouth. <laughs> I want to hear from the well, from the groin. And it was well. The groin is spoken. I don't. I don't need to go that far. I don't need to hear from the groin. But the I'm, groin glad is I spoken. I'm glad Jalen Brown confirmed what I had already known is that the NBA screwed up. So Thank you. So you are you? No, Jimmy. It's not the you first problem. You're saying all the cancel the tournament. Now you got to cancel the tournament. Now you can't have guys slipping and sliding all over the. How damn crazy place. is the championship court going to look? By the way, I don't even want to think about know. it. Yeah, <laughs> it's. I mean, it's just sensory overload, sensory overload. But I, I, I get it. I didn't, I didn't like. I didn't one. like the court. I didn't like the court tonight. I like. I didn't like the court tonight. But I. I, I don't really? like the fact that I thought people like this one more. Jalen Brown is what is he? VP of the Players Association. He had a hand in this whole collective bargaining agreement, and he had a some. I don't sort know of if stick. they bargain the courts. Well, so my point is, Bobby, is that he's supposed to be an ambassador to this game, and he's supposed to sort of hype up this tournament and be a supporter of it and push it. I imagine that's the, that's the memo going he's around three on that. Isn't and he? he's openly, he's openly bashing um, the league. Yeah. Well, he's bat- or the, if the, he if said, the I wouldn't choose the word excited. Well, well, exactly. I mean, I think J- Jalen pretty much let us know from the very beginning that this was not something that he was, <laughs> he had the pom-poms out for, you know, uh, so it's, right. it's not surprising because he but just signed a big contract, and like you said, that 500k doesn't mean a whole lot, I guess. Well, it's, it's not even that. I, I you just can donate that, it. I just think that guys like Jalen Brown and Tatum, I just think they're focused on winning a championship, and they really don't want to deal with anything that would distract them from their focus, which is getting to the NBA Finals. And this is a potential distraction, something that people are talking about and thinking about and worrying about, and they're just like, we just want to play games and get to the finals. That's that's it. That's all they want to do. And I get so it. So Jalen's saying he's hurt in that quote, right? He didn't say that specifically, but I, I don't – he said – the only quote of it we have is – he said he hurt his groin. I don't know what yeah. that means. And you could t- – well, well, he's he, hurt. He, he, we knew he hurt it. No, we knew yeah. he hurt it. We saw him hurt it, but we don't know. We don't know the extent of it. Oh, right. Yeah. Like we don't know whether it was just like a, a tweak and he's he's a little sore, or whether this could potentially be something that they he misses games with. Yeah, we don't know. Which is my, which is my concern because when I saw because when I saw it happen, you you knew right away that it was a groin injury. Just the way he paused right. and was limping, and with groin injuries, they, and the way so, he was holding it, I don't know. They're I, just I, such I an away. unpredictable injury as far as like recovery time. Um, you can see someone that it doesn't look that big a deal and they could be out fight for weeks or someone who could go down and, and thriving in pain and be out, be able to play like the next day. Um, you just never really know about groins. We've talked about there's a team that's in a tough position yeah. to sustain injuries. Now, how's your kid step up with that starting group and you find a bench guy on any given night to mix in there, but 
you kind of need your top five, six guys to stay healthy here. So hopefully he'll be okay. A bunch of games coming up too. Sunday in Memphis, uh, Monday in Charlotte, Wednesday against the Bucks, And then, like we said, that Friday in season game next week against the Magic. So they're going to keep rolling here. Um, you'd be missing Horford in one of those back-to-backs, I'd imagine. I'd probably sit him Sunday on the front half again, uh, just because of the state of this Grizzlies team. And we'll get to that in just a second here. But... Uh, is there anything we missed out of this game here? Uh, we talked Holiday, Porzingis. Again, <laughs> I want to mention him one more time because he was so great. There were some moments where I thought Pirtle took it to him a little bit, and that's going to be life for him against the more physically imposing centers out there. But they're doing a good job scheming him into the help position. Feels like every game he's getting a little bit more and more adjusted uh, to this team. But as I talked to him on Wednesday about Picked up another technical. That's seven for him, Lee, in the NBA <laughs> as he rockets toward, I think it's 16 games with the suspension, 15, 16. Uh, so he's already halfway there, just 10 games in. He really can't help himself. And he was mad after that uh, shot in the lane that he felt like he was fouled on there uh, and picks up a quick technical right after. So he had no hesitation. Blamed on the passion. Now? Yeah, seven for him. So blamed on the passion. You know, the excitement he's playing with right now, and you can see it. Uh, but I think one thing, you know, people talk a lot about this team, as good as they are, they can get even better. I think Porzingis is the prime example of that. You know, the screening game he's playing with right now, the positioning defensively, staying out of foul trouble, avoiding these techs. He can do all that. And he had four assists in the first quarter tonight, which is like part of his game that's slowly coming along now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he is a major matchup problem for defenses because oh, of his versatility. And kind of, forget about it. Yeah, and, and kind of going back to, to Jimmy's point earlier about him and, and Rob Williams, that, that was one of the issues with Rob when he was out there. I mean, he's great at finishing and, and, and you know, rim running and things like that. But when he was on the floor and he was outside the paint, defense was just like, shoot it. Go ahead. You can't do that with Porzingis. Porzingis keeps you on your edge defensively when he's on the floor because he has the ability to score in a multitude of ways. And even though we didn't see a ton of it in this game, I love when him and Jalen Brown are in a pick-and-roll game. It is absolutely devastating. Uh, Jalen is a better passer than I thought he would be in in terms of of the pick-and-roll game. And and I think a lot of that is because he's got a target in Porzingis who puts a different kind of stress on defenses than a Robert Williams did. Uh, and, and that, again, I give Jalen a lot of credit. He's figuring out ways to be uh, impactful beyond just being a guy that can get to the rim and finish. Uh, he's knocking down a three ball. Obviously, he's always he's shown the ability to do that. He's finding guys in transition. He's finding, you know, Porzingis with the lob. I mean, he's becoming a much more complete player, which is great to see. Uh, and Porzingis, to his credit, is doing exactly what you want a guy with his skill set to do. And that is exhibit those skills, those talents night in, night out and force defenses to to play a little bit of guesswork as to what the hell you're going to do. Is he going to try to finish at the rim? Is he going to shoot the three? Is he going to post my little guard? I want to switch. What's he going to do? And and Porzingis and Joe Mazzula, to their credit, they've got teams guessing. And more times than not, teams are getting it wrong. Yeah. He's, he's been a menace for them. I've been blown away by how immediately impactful and consistent he's been here. And this wasn't his best game either. You know, you don't you don't see him hit a three. You don't see him rack up the free throw attempts here. Made some mistakes defensively. At one point, he fell down late. Thought he should have got back in the play much quicker. But then he hits those two really tough shots. A leaner over Schroeder. 
uh, hook shot over those two guys down low after Drew dumped it off to him. So he was the decisive player late, not to mention the blocks. Uh, nice steal too early that pass. I forget Flynn maybe tried to get it over him and he just went right up and caught it. Another great game from him right after he suffered a knee bruise on Monday. Misses that one game and he's right back looking like this. So uh, credit to Porzingis certainly here. And um, B-Rob tweeted that um, I guess they took a, one of the new courts away in Dallas. That was the Grant situation. Mm-hmm. I missed yep, that. Grant pointed that out. So Grant was so shooting three shooting around and the line was off. These courts are, yeah, that's what you guys talk about the three point line. These courts are dropping left and right here, folks. (laughs) Marcus Smart, I'm going down to Memphis and this stinks. Out three to five weeks with an ankle. You might, you might be getting your, uh, your plane ticket pulled. You better get on that flight soon, or else (laughs) Xanis might come knocking and say you're not going anymore. (laughs) Yeah, that sucks. They said three to five weeks. Damn. Yeah. He fell That's on that tough. left ankle on uh, Austin Reeves in the in-season game they had on Tuesday against the Lakers. Uh, he'd been playing well there. The team has, and they started 2-9, and nine, but he's passing the ball. He's defending. He's doing all the smart things. You saw him dive yeah. on the floor and make that pass. It's not shooting well, Jimmy, but we know he does How well things. could he be playing, really? Passing the ball, if, defense. If he's not shooting well. smart things. If he's not shooting well and they're not winning – how well could he be playing? The Marcus Smart things are only Marcus Smart things when they're winning games. Well, they're missing three stars. Otherwise, you're Aaron Neesmith or whoever the hell you want to be. Well, how good would the Celtics be if you took Tatum, uh, Porzingis, and Well, no, I get it. He, he's, he's, in a, team. he's in a shitty situation, absolutely. And the Memphis yeah. Grizzlies are – and it's not going to – it might get worse before it gets better for the Grizzlies. My antennas are still up on John Moran. I don't that, – that whole situation is – extremely off to me it's gonna get worse here i don't i don't i don't know if john moran and i'm not saying i have any facts but i typically don't have any facts but i just don't (laughs) it's very quiet on the john moran front it feels and he's suspended until i know he's got 25 game suspension yes i know but i still feel like i wonder how that actually isn't it a good thing that it's quiet on the job front considering it is you kind of want to hear you want to hear something maybe something good or you know, no, you not if you're Memphis. Report if we've Memphis, been coming you, out that he's, you know, doing this or he's doing that. Memphis, you want to hear radio silence <laughs> on John Morant right now. That's what you want. Yeah. That's what you really want. Because when you hear about John Morant the last year or so, it's yeah. usually not good. I don't want, yeah, I don't want to hear about him on his Instagram live. I, I think we can all agree. <laughs> I think we can all agree that's not the place to, uh, you know, broadcast yourself. But right. I'm just saying, listen, my antennas are up. The, the, the situation there. They brought Marcus Keep Smart there, up. I think, for some leadership, but uh, my antennas are up on John Moran. I'm just, we'll, I, we'll, I, we'll clip this, and if I end up being right about it, that's another thing that we didn't need to hear from the groin about, Sherrod. You heard it from me. <laughs> okay. Jimmy, Jimmy, the, the, the yeah. <laughs> More nozzle than the groin. Love it. <laughs> oh, we got a, we got a JB update, uh, JB quote here from Jalen Brown. I, Damn it, Amit. I'm trying to read it, and you keep typing. I slipped. That's it. I slipped. I think I might have strained my groin a little bit. Mm-hmm. We'll see how it feels, but the court was just slippery all game. I think as players, we're all here for the in-season tournament because it's going to generate revenue, excitement, competition. <laughs> but we've got to make sure the floor is safe to play on. We can't put our players out there 
and risk their health. Tonight, I thought the floor was unacceptable. I think guys were slipping all over the place, not just me. So some pretty harsh criticism there, warranted, might I say. Uh, And you just got to hope that... What's Drake going to say about this? It's a minor... Minor well, strain or a minor pull. We'll maybe. hear about it in the next next hit. Maybe he takes Sunday's game. I think if you're going to miss a game, man, it sounds like Sunday might be the one. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that might geez. be a rest night for Horford and Brown and whoever. I'll else. say this about. I'll say this if you if you were waiting for the game to to use your FanDuel promo and bet that five dollar money line, I think it's Sunday night. You bet the Celtics against the Grizzlies. That's just a little. That's a tip. That's a Jimmy Toscano gamblers. Uh, tip right there right now so the grizzlies are playing the spurs tomorrow front half of a back-to-back of course no adams clark jaw luke canard's out with a knee bruise Ooh. smart's out with a left ankle xavier tillman's out with a knee uh, and derrick rose has a knee thing going on right now too so they are just jalen should injuries. not play tomorrow or not should not play sunday. that game on sunday no nah, he ain't gonna play that game no way that's 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 the perfect game to rest. It is. It is. And they come back on Monday against the Hornets, who could be pesky. They just got Miles Bridges back, by the way. I think he played for the first time tonight in 500-something days. So uh, they get a you know piece oh, of their team back. Celebrate that. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> that's it for us here tonight. Any final thoughts, guys, on this game? It was a good one. I Again, I thought they were going to lose this one the way it was going to start the fourth, and they just pulled some great plays uh, out of their behinds again in the closing stretch of the fourth. And this is becoming, I think, it's a real story here, a good crunch time team that can win in multiple ways in late and close games, which is where they've really struggled. Honestly, Jimmy, since we started doing this show, how many late games have they blown? Uh, throughout multiple seasons here and now it looks like a strength of this team yeah or just not capitalized on an opportunity to 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 win you know or 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 like yeah fumble it away turnovers lack of execution four shots everybody knows where the ball's going you know and it's different it's definitely different this year sure i'm not there yet i'm not i'm not even close to to there yet comparing to the 0708 team, but this is a hot start for the Celtics. Similar it's a good, to that 0718. Yeah, it, it's a good start. It's a really good start. But the, the thing that that I like most about this team, and, and Bobby, you touched on it just a few uh seconds ago, is the fact that they have a multitude of ways that they can beat you. Uh and they have a multitude of players that can absolutely be the disruptor at both ends of the floor that you need in order to win on nights when you're not at the top of your game. And there's no question that they were not the best version of themselves for the majority of this game. And yet they go on the road against a, a feisty team, uh, a hostile environment, and they come away with a win. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they did it the way that great teams win. They do it with different elements, different aspects, different uh, players stepping up in when the lights are brightest. And that's the, I think that's the scary part for most people when you play the Celtics is down the stretch, you really have no idea who's going to be carrying the torch for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, if, if that's a major, major advantage that they have most nights when they step on the floor. So a uh, good win. Uh, they should get an, another good one over the weekend and, and just kind of keep it going and, and it, potentially get this this win streak up to double digits, which I think is very re- realistic to happen. I'll give a quick shout-out, too, to Odds Are, uh, another great sponsor of ours here. Slash what up, Odds Are? Free trial. The AI Learning, great compliment oh, for God. FanDuel. Got to get a 
$150 bonus bet. You got to make that $5 money line bet sure. count. And they're going to tell you which bets are worthwhile here. Green means great. Yellow, eh. Red, don't do it. That's oddsard.com slash Celtics. Try it for 30 free days right now with oddsard.com slash Celtics. Of course, FanDuel, fanduel.com slash Boston. And take advantage of this great offer at HelloFresh with HelloFresh.com slash CLNS free. I'm on to Memphis tomorrow morning. Yeah, what are you going to do in Memphis, goes. Dude? Where are you going? Like, dude, you're going tomorrow, so you got like... Yeah, I got the day. You got all weekend, you got all weekend dude. Yeah, so I don't know, Shred, have you been down there? I've been to Memphis a few times. You got any tips for him? Do lots of barbecue. Else? If you love barbecue, you've got lots Rock of Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's not that's not Graceland? bad. Graceland, you got to go to Graceland, right? Got the MLK. Yeah, Graceland's a little too. bit. That, that, a little bit of a hype, but yeah, that'd be worth checking out. I'm definitely on barbecue. MLK I'm all about the food. Bob, Memphis. Bob, I'm all about the food in Memphis. Bobby's though. more Jeez. of a. Bob, you're more of a rap guy, though. You're not really into the whole like. Uh, Memphis has a big jazz you know, rap scene, rap right? scene. Do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I I like a bunch of different music though. I'd uh, okay, check okay. it all That's out. Good. But yeah, got the you full a Westfall fan? Yes, I am. <laughs> you know hey, how I... many times I've been? There? I stood outside Hunters for thirty minutes in the rain, Jimmy. Dude, so you can that... never question my fandom. That's a short line, man. But you know what? I there's a rumor, there's a rumor that Ahmed and Joe Sway are coming through tomorrow. So if you want to, if you guys want Joe Sway to sign to sign autographs tomorrow, if you want to meet Joe Sway. <laughs> <laughs> he might be at Hunters at, in Saudi at 3 p.m. Oh, are you at Hunters tomorrow? Yes, sir. It's a big uh, one. Saturday. Well, I'll miss show, that man. one, but hopefully. Sherrod might roll through. Who knows? You never know who you're going to see. You never know who you're going to see, Sherrod. You never know. All right, that's <laughs> an 8 know. o'clock game. <laughs> 8 o'clock game on Sunday, back to back. So Monday, they'll be in Charlotte. And then that Wednesday game, Jimmy, you know how the day before Thanksgiving is. It's going to be a rowdy Ooh. garden against the Bucks. That's going to be an awesome game. It's going to be an awesome show. I'll be at my parents' house, I think, because it's the holidays, folks. Wait a second. Wasn't John supposed to have us over this year for some sort of Thanksgiving thing? He's been saying that for a couple years, He's been saying that for years. And then he's going to come on. He's going to come on the show showing us everything he made, but not sharing any of it with us. Wednesday is the pie show. John's going to be back. I guarantee you John's going to miss at least one quarter just looking in the oven. He's going to be balancing three or four pies at once. This is what he does thanksgiving eve so that'll be a good show we'll probably depending on how the show goes we'll probably have a little thanksgiving segment like we like to do um really get down in the nitty-gritty of it all i'll i'll be making something i, don't I know love thanksgiving you. yeah i think honestly i don't want to get into it i'll save my takes for for uh <laughs> for, for the next ones but should be good anyways thanks guys win. always a pleasure good win thanks for joining us rod just way john will be back Sunday, you're off Sunday, right, Jimmy? So we'll see you Monday. And uh, I think so, yeah. I'll be in Memphis, so stay tuned for our coverage down there. Uh, thanks, everybody. Good night. Good Subscribe, yourself, Celtics All Access, CLNS Media, and the podcast version of the Garn Report out uh, every morning, the day after these shows. So check that out as well. Good night.